Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Fair Game Podcast powered by Riverside FM. I am one of the hosts, Evan Peters. Y'all may know me as E.P. Rose, and I'm joined today by my other host, Baza Baby. And of course, welcome back to my man's dag. Dagger man, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I had to take a little trip, a little hiatus, get my mind right, man. Had some personal matters I had to attend to. Um, but we got all that squared away. We're going to move forward, and we're going to go from there, man. I missed y'all boys, and I'm glad I'm back. Word, word, word. We glad to have you hey, back. Everybody miss your ass. Glad to have you back in the building. Man, he couldn't help himself. He just had to let it had to let it go. I don't blame you, brother. Vaz, how you feeling, man? Hey, now nah, I'm living, dog. It's, it's cool to be back here with y'all boys. Let's get to it. Well, I mean, it's always, you know, seven days in between when we reconvene. Um, I like to get a nice, nice little touch base out the way with the guys. It's always good to check in with your homies. Um, now, Dag, I know you said you had your vacay and all that, but aside from that, was the, was the week good on you, man? Was the week kind of tea? Yeah, the week was good, man. I really just been chilling. Um, a lot of y'all probably don't know, but I'm a, I'm a huge gamer, so. I've been taking care of some business as it pertains to that, trying to get these uh, pro-am leagues set up properly and things of that nature. So it's been a lot of writing and information and things I've been doing for the past week. But we finally reached that point now where we getting into the home stretch and about to get these games started. So um, my week's been fine, man. My week's been fine. Yeah, man, we're going to have to start plugging that pro-am league too for Absolutely. Um, the listeners, man, so we can start building up that fan base over there, man. Absolutely. What about you, Boz? What, what you had going on this past week, man? You already know me, man. Just music, sports, and women. That's about it. Music, sports, and women. Yeah. You can't argue with that. The MSW. Ain't nothing wrong with that, That's man. It, man. Um, hey, but now, nah, let me go and throw the question back at you. How you living? Um, same fight, different round, man. I can't complain, bro. You know, um, work around the clock. Like I said, the kids is down here till the six, so, uh, they take up a lot of my, uh, free time that I have outside of the crib. You know, I work from home. And me and my girl, we kind of do a lot of our stuff in the crib, watching shows and all that. So they've been my excuse to get out the house here recently, and I've been enjoying that. But outside of that, um, hasn't much changed, man. Typical stuff. Planning my homeboy's bachelor party, which is going to be exciting. I think we finally landed on Puerto Rico, which ain't the best location for me. You know, I was really trying to do like Vegas and DR, maybe even do something a little bit more jiggy, but um, everybody trying to sound, everybody trying to stay domestic. So it is what it is with that. But yeah, man, um, let's get right into it. Today we got a action packed show for the listeners. I hope that the, you guys are going to enjoy that. We got uh, a few topics, mostly pertaining to the NBA. You know, we try to keep it centered around that, the hardwood pause, but we do have the NFL season right around the corner. And um, we kind of gave the listeners a preview of our insight on it last week. But since we got our man's back in the whip, we want to pick his brain a little bit on um, how he feels about the young quarterbacks in the league. We got a lot of talent under 25 behind center, and I think it's going to be intriguing on both sides, AFC and NFC, uh, to see how it plays out. Um, we're going to talk about Giannis. His cryptic post has been floating around the Internet. Went viral earlier this week, shortly after Summer League. You know, the NBA got to keep their nose in the business. So that's been permeating. And I want to get you boys' thoughts on that. Also, we want to know if, Draymond really still an asset to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, few people have their uh, opinions on that. And then also, Brandon Jennings on the Gilbert Arenas podcast let some things leak out. I don't know if it's a real leak or if he just, you know, Brandon's a lot like me. His lips black. We don't got to call it what it is. But if you know why people's lips get black, you know what it is. And maybe he just remembered it incorrectly. But he kind of said that Bean was going to go somewhere other than the Lakers when he had his turmoil with the front office back in the day. So that's what's on the floor to start it off. We're going to start with the NFL. Keep it short and sweet, fellas. This Justin Fields breakout season 
Is it Justin Fields' breakout season? Um, and where do you think he stacks up amongst the new crop of young quarterbacks? I guess we'll start with Dag since we didn't hear from him last week. Absolutely, man. Justin Fields, this is definitely a breakout season. Um, we in year three. He has progressively gotten better year in, year out. It's not the leaps and bounds that we would hope, um, but it's been uh, progression nonetheless. Um, the O-line has to get better, obviously, but they have put some weapons around him now with DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, mm -hmm. Darnell Mooney in his second year in the offense, and just Justin Fields being in the second year in the offense. Um, I think we're finally going to see what we saw at Ohio State. Somebody with a, a huge arm can make all the throws, can scramble when need be, and, mm -hmm. and really just be a threat, a dual-threat quarterback. Um I don't think he's going to be like, oh, some MVP candidate. But I do think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Chicago to see what Justin Fields has going. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to win a, a whole bunch of games. Probably going to be about six or seven. But the progress is here. It ranks to – what you laughing at? <laughs> he said, Lord, have mercy. I'm about to bust. <laughs> Anywho, um – as it as far as it pertains to him, where he ranks, um, when it comes to this young crop of QB, we talking about the first year, second year, third year guys. I think you gotta put him in that echelon with the Trevor Lawrence's of the world. I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence right now. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence has a playoff win under his belt, and right now he's probably the most talented of the young quarterbacks. But I do think um, eventually. Especially this year, Justin Fields is finally going to catch him in the, in the throwing the ball department. And then we all know there's leaps and bounds of space between them as it pertains to them being runners of the football and being threats, uh, putting it on the floor. So that's where I'm at with it for the most part. But I want to hear your thoughts. Is everything so funny to you? Nah, nah it's, it's funny to me because, look, I just want to throw this out there real quick. Justin Fields was placed in a very bad situation. Chicago management got to get their stuff together. Chicago Bears management got to get their stuff together. So let's let's throw them under the bus and hold them accountable before I even get into my little spiel. But he was put in a bad situation. However, history has shown Ohio State quarterbacks do not translate that well to the pros. That's number one. Number two, as much as talented as this dude is running the football and i get it i heard nick bosa say on a podcast man playing against him something else you know what i'm saying he he's already says that hey man he's one of those guys as a scrambler you know what i'm saying he's one of the best he's ever seen probably the best he's ever played against and that's coming from nick bosa that's high praise yet i'm looking at the arm talent do I believe he can make any throw in the field? Yeah. Do I think that he has the awareness to be a quarterback? Not necessarily. I, From what I've seen last year, it's just a bunch of, as soon as he feels pressure, he takes off. Right? Now we can throw Matt Nagy under the bus for that. Schemes, doesn't have the protection still learning the system. He just kind of got thrown to the wolves. That's that's cool. But um, what, what I saw from Trevor Lawrence is what I saw in high school, is what I saw at Clemson. I saw it in the playoffs last year, down 27-0, four interceptions. Don't worry about it. I got this. Sunshine. And lit him up. <laughs> just jump on my back. I got you. Bro, you, you got a little sand, man, bro. What is that? You don't, is that, you don't know Petey from Remember the Titans, man. Come on, you better get educated. Sunshine. No, no, no. Anyways. Oh, oh no, man. Anyways, uh, so with Trevor Lawrence, bro, I feel like he's just one of those dudes that, I don't know, man, he, he's, he's just built for it. He's built for it. Now, I would have put Herbert above trevor lawrence but the simple fact that it happened on herbert's watch bro you up 27 nothing that that sign sealed and delivers if you're that guy the game should be over 
and Trevor said, no, nah, hold my beer. So I'm even putting Trevor above Justin Herbert going into this season when I'm talking about young quarterbacks. Justin Fields definitely has a pass for last year, in my opinion, but I, I don't see him ever being a quarterback. He might he might have one good year where he gets about 12, 13 games, but for the most part, I don't ever see him jumping into that elite class of quarterback when it comes to throwing the football. I, I just don't. But what about you, bro? Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think if I'm going to youngest quarterbacks, where are we going? Under 25? Um, I don't know. You got Purdy, you got Hurts, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Fields. I don't know. I mean, it seems to be a hang up between Fields and, 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 and Trevor between you guys. I don't know. For me, there's really nothing to talk about. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. 66% completion compared to Justin Fields last year, who had a 60% completion, right? Justin Fields had 17 touchdowns last year. Trevor Lawrence had 25 touchdowns last year, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, Fields had 11 interceptions last year. Trevor Lawrence had 8 interceptions last year. So, for my money, uh Trevor Lawrence is, you know, clearly a better product, but... That's not for me to decide. Uh, I guess the field will determine that. Uh, hopefully, Justin Fields does have a much better year and can continue his progression. I will agree with you guys that he was put in a bad situation. However, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence's situation was ideal either. So do with that what you will. Um, for my money, I would probably go with Trevor. Um, you guys know my affinity for Justin Herbert, but I don't know if Herbert is under 25. Phil. I would have to look that up. But if he's under 25, I mean, clearly, nothing to talk about. I'd take, I'm taking Herbert over both of them any day, every day. So, I don't know, man. Um, but it's going to be exciting to see what happens. It's going to be exciting to see it played out, play out. Um, moving along to the Giannis cryptic post here, man. This is something that I thought was pretty odd. Um, I didn't really enjoy, uh, coming across this. All right, so the other day, Giannis makes a post saying that the last two remaining loyal players in the league, they don't make them like this anymore. And I take umbrage with this because I just feel like it's fallacious. It's just, it's not true. Um, I, what I want to know from you guys is, hey, how does this post strike you? What do you derive from this? Um, and also, circling back to some of our earlier episodes what do you guys consider to be loyalty in the nba and does it really even matter um boz i'll start with you um first thing to tackle is um what does it mean to me i think that Giannis was highlighting the fact out of superstars who were drafted by their team and won a ring me and Steph are the, really the only ones to do it up to this point. Like, we're the last of a dying breed in that regard. Um, who actually, you know, have time under their belt with their respective teams. Now, does loyalty matter? You know, we kind of talked about this behind the scenes. I believe loyalty matters depending on what tier of superstar you are. That's when I believe loyalty matters because it, it, it ties to your legacy It's cemented with you. Right. So once again, as we talk behind the scenes, if Giannis did go to New York Knicks, then cool. You'll be known as a Nick and you'll be known as a buck. But what you did. But if you go to the Knicks and you win a championship, it's going to mean so much to the media. It's going to mean so much to the New York market, so much to the fans like they'll push your name in a way that can't be pushed elsewhere. They'll push your, your legend up into new stratosphere. So yes, you will be a Nick and you'll be a buck. But if Giannis goes to golden state and wins a championship with them, cool dog. I mean, you won a championship with the warriors. Cool. But we are always going to know you as a Milwaukee buck because it was more meaningful what you did there. You know what I'm saying? As I said, LeBron James, I'm always going to know you as a Cavalier. 
I'm I'm I will never look at you as a Laker over a Cavalier. I'll never look at you as Miami Heat over a Cavalier. You are a Cleveland Cavalier to me. You feel me? You're the you're literally the face of that franchise when I think about that franchise historically. <clears throat> but I wanna I wanna I want you to hone in on the marriage between player and organization. Because it seems like that is what he's kinda highlighting. Well, I I feel like that goes that ties into once again, you don't have to be loyal to the owner. You don't have to be loyal to the um to the GM or the head coach. You can be loyal to the city. You can be loyal to patients that you've met. You can be loyal to when I say patients, I mean, you know, cancer patients, anything like your your children, for example. A lot of, I think that's one thing that fans really take away from this is that a lot of these people have families. And being in the military, of course I didn't have kids, don't have a wife, but I seen it just on the outside looking in. Yo, there's some people who are like, yo, man, I just had a newborn. I'm trying to, if I can get orders, you know, to possibly extend here or settle down here, I'm trying to do that because I'm not trying to move my kid to, from North Carolina to New York or from California to Korea. You feel me? Like some people just want to set roots. So it's not necessarily loyalty to the owner or to the GM, but it could be to their families. It could be to the fans. I feel that certain superstars that that's going to come with the territory. But then when you start to get to the lower tier superstars, you're going to probably be a journeyman. You're probably going to be on two or three teams, right? But if we could go back and do LeBron's career again, and I told you guys LeBron got drafted a Cavalier and stayed with the Cavaliers, it's believable. Even though it didn't happen, it's still a believable story, right? Curry gets drafted by Golden State. He ends with Golden State. It's a believable story. It's you know them more as that than anything else. You feel me? So I feel like for the top tier superstars, loyalty does matter. For those lower tier superstars, eh, the Jimmy Butlers of the world, I'm glad you found a home in Miami, but hey, it was nice watching you for a season or two in Philly, but nobody really cared when you left. It was nice watching you in Minnesota. Nobody really cared when you left. They care now. Of course. Of course you care now. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. but, you know, I want to go and pass it to Dag and uh, get your two cents on it, big dog. Um, I hear everything you said as it pertains to loyalty. Like, a lot of players, the great players are synonymous with the franchise, right? So I'm not disputing that point. I just think history has shown us that a lot of those players have never got the chance or or – GMs are willing to be like, we're departing ways because we're not seeing eye to eye. I can give you an example with uh, Dwayne Wade. At one point in time, Miami didn't want to pay him an X amount of money. And we all know Miami, that's Wade County. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. he ended up leaving and going to Chicago pretty much out of spite. Like, y'all don't want to pay me, then I'm gone. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay, okay but fair enough. Real quick, Pat Riley did come out and apologize. That's something we never see him do. He did come out and say we messed up with Wade. He should have never left. That's true. That's true. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's not just like a Wade situation. It just goes on and on. We can go all the way back to Jerry Cross with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. We can do the same yeah, even thing. Even that could be seen as self-serving really quick. Even that could be seen as self-serving uh, from a, from my ownership standpoint. My bad, Dad. No, you're good. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon in the Rockets. It's like <laughs> Patrick Ewan in the New York Knicks. like – the greatest players of all time, for the most part, I'm going to say is a very small percentage, got to start their career with one team and end their career with one team. And whether it be because that particular player had his sights set on something else and it didn't align with the GMs and the front office or vice versa, there seems to be like a, a, a disconnect between, quote, unquote, what loyalty is. I don't think that we can say Michael Jordan wasn't loyal to Chicago. I can't say D-Wade wasn't loyal to Miami. I can't say, you know, so on and so forth about these players not being loyal to the soil when they're done, they've done everything in their power to be like, all right, I've done everything I can. Let's see what shake out. When when my latter years come, I like the Lakers did with Kobe, when my latter years come and I've done everything I've done for y'all, how y'all going to repay me? Same thing with Mark Cuban 
with Dirk Nowinski. How you going to repay me? You feel me? So I just don't think these these front offices, they, you know, they, they think about it from the business side of it. You said all the time, Bob, like it's a real cutthroat business. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I get it. I really, really do. But there's still a, a, a element towards it where it's like, you can, under, yeah. you can understand how the business side of things, but you just don't agree with it. Right. You know what I'm Word. saying? And I ain't going to necessarily say I don't agree. I just feel like for certain instances, you got to you gotta go away from the business model. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like it's just, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an example. We've been talking about it for the last several weeks. Damian Lillard with Portland. All right, cool. Y'all going in a different direction. We completely understand that. Because of the direction, Dame can't finish his career in Portland, no matter how you see it. But they're not willing to abide by what he wants to do or where he wants to go. Players is going to look at that like, man, he he gave his blood, sweat, and tears to that organization, man. And they, you know, they treating him like X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I said Pat Riley coming out apologizing is self-serving. Exactly. So, I hear you. I really, really hear you, Boz. And I'm I'm, I'm going to throw this at EP, but. I just, I just got a quick point real quick. I, I, just, I just got a quick point real quick, real quick. Because oh, yeah. you brought up, because you brought up Akeem Olajuwon, Akeem Olajuwon, you did spend most of your, you spent most of your career in Houston. They ended up, you ended up going to Toronto. What'd you do in Toronto? Oh, nothing. Patrick Ewing, you spent most of your career in New. He was old, boss. Uh, but that's kind of my whole point. Like, at the end of the day, the cement is already dry for these players. When Hakeem went to Toronto. Nobody even really cares. Like, nobody cares that T-Mac played in New York. Nobody cares T-Mac went to the Atlanta Hawks. Nobody cares T-Mac was on the Spurs on that bench team and almost won the championship. Now, T-Mac might care about that, but we know T-Mac is what? Orlando Magic. You feel me? We know you as a Houston Rocket. You feel me? We know you earlier years as a Toronto Raptor, right? Hakeem Olajuwon, you are synonymous as a Houston Rocket. Nobody really cares that you went to Toronto because... You could have been money hungry. We know you didn't have anything left. When Patrick Ewing left New York, you went to Orlando. You didn't have anything left. You feel me? Your knees were shot. So you stayed around for however long you wanted to. That's cool. But it's kind of like on some Michael Jordan wizard stuff, how people just toss that under the rug. We don't really care because we know that wasn't MJ, bro. Like, you're, it's, it's that's not who you are. Your, your legacy's already cemented. But that's on you, Rose. Go ahead. Well, I just think that we're conflating legacy and loyalty, and, and uh, maybe it's hard to divorce the two in the grand scheme of things. But I, I do think that um, a large part of being loyal to someone is a sense of servitude or an obligation or, you know, just being indebted to someone. You know what I mean? And I think that uh, more often than not, uh, across sports, we see that organizations will move on no matter how much blood, sweat, or tears you poured in to this organization. Um, and for my money, that is, it's just, it's just bad business. It's, it's not really, there should still be some morals in it. Like, I find it hard to believe you can't get to your bottom line while also maintaining some sense of professional courtesy and decorum and diplomacy and working with the people in the front office to figure out a way to make the money work for a player like uh, Joe Montana to never have to put on a Chiefs uniform um, or um, a Tom Brady to never have to put on a Bucks uniform or Jerry Rice to never put on a Raiders uniform or Michael Jordan to never put on a Wizards uniform or the list goes on and on and on. Wayne Gretzky. I mean, there's a lot of um, what we would think as Pantheon players in their respective sports that have had to move on. Um, and it's not like they moving on to greener pastures. You know what I mean? It's almost like they're being put out to pasture, which is a, you know, a, a farm term for they're about to die. <laughs> and it's, you know, I don't know. I would like to see some of these players stick it out with their organizations to circle back to the Giannis post. <clears throat> Me personally, I think it's fallacious because a Jokic just won a ring and he's been down since been down. So I don't know what you're talking about, Giannis. Now I don't know if this is some international player beef where you sending shots across the board and like planting your flag like that's the only West Coast homie y'all messing with. The rest of y'all are ops. I don't know, but at the end of the day, 
A, you wrong. And then B, it's like Giannis, you know, part of the segment we let off with what does loyalty really mean? Uh, loyalty means nothing to these organizations, clearly. You can see how they're treating Dane. They don't, you see how the Heat treated Wade. Now they brought him back, but that's doing cleanup. That's doing cleanup. Uh-huh. They did mellow with his jersey number. You know that how they did mellow with the jersey number in Denver. So there's been a lot of signs of you know. I, 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 middle do, I do want to point it out just in case to these players, just in case the listeners maybe maybe my co-hosts don't have this information, but Portland is still working on trying to get Dane to Miami. They have not abandoned it. There's supposed to be a five-team yes. deal, that a five-team deal to where. Portland can still get what they want because they're not interested in Tyler Hero. They don't want him. But if they can get more teams involved, which they're working on, they're still trying to figure out a way to get Dane to where he wants to go because it's been put out that no team wants Dane if he doesn't want to be there. He only wants to be in Miami. So so they are working on getting other teams involved. Yeah, I know that part. But a five-team deal in the NBA is like a 20-leg lotto. Like, Mm -hmm. is it's just it's it's unheard. I ain't gonna say unheard of, but it's rare. You know what I'm saying? It's rare that you go even get something like that. Uh, they trying too hard to recoup value back for him when it's just right. not gonna be as big of a market as they think it is. Especially when he's narrowed down that he only wants to play with one team, and nobody's gonna take on a star that's like, bro, I really don't even want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he got three, four years left on his contract. It's different if it's Kawhi Leonard's situation. And it's a balloon contract, bro. Meaning he's going to be due $60 million after next year. So, listen, man. I don't I don't know, but that's all fine and dandy. It speaks to this idea that these owners are loyal to the player. That if you don't think that Portland is going to act in their best interest and their best interest alone, if you don't think that these owners are, if you think these owners are going to take a hit for their franchise player, they're not, bro. They're not. So at the end of the day, Giannis, it's cool to be a fool. Just don't be a damn fool. And hopefully you don't buy too much into this loyalty sandwich that you're trying to serve everybody else because it might turn around and bite you in the ass, especially when you're in a small market like Milwaukee who hasn't proven a thing. When it comes to sustaining success, su- sustaining success, and if that's who you want to hit your wagon to. This new coach that y'all just brought in, I have nothing against the brother. His resume is phenomenal, but he's never been a head coach before. You do with that what you will. Um, keeping it in the NBA. I wanna, I wanna know if you guys feel like we need to reevaluate Draymond's value on the Warriors. Um, some people feel like he's a detriment. Some people can still see his usage as an asset. Um, I wanna know where you guys land on this. Has Draymond hurt Golden State more than helped? And I guess we could start with you, Dad. Yes. Yes, what? <laughs> yes, to what? <laughs> yes, to what? Has yes, Draymond hurt Golden State more than he has helped? You say yes, he has. Yes, he has hurt Golden State tremendously, bro. I, I just want to give y'all some backstory on Draymond, man. And I'm going to bring it all the way to 2023. Okay, we had the situation um, when he finally like was starting to ascend as a player, right? Finally had this ascension as a player. Be careful, bro. You know you look like Jordan Poole. He'll come lay you out, but go ahead. <laughs> you talking 2015? Yeah, 20, 20... This, this is the uh, up 3-1. You know what I'm saying? Y'all kind of know where I'm going with this. They up 3-1. He's gathered uh, a ton of text throughout the postseason, kicking Steven Adams in the groin. He was on a rampage. I don't know what was going on with him mentally, but he was on a rampage. So we get to the finals, <sighs> and LeBron provokes him. Now, granted, I don't necessarily think he was wrong, but them assessing him a technical for trying to, you know, backhand somebody in the in the private area, in the genital area, you, you you get a tech for that. And because he accumulated so many techs in the playoffs, he got suspended. 
that ended up being a big reason as to why they came back. Because as soon as he got suspended, Andrew Bogut went down because he had to play more minutes. Andre Iguodala ended up catching back spasms. And then Curry was already playing, I'm going to say about 75 80%. That's one. You cost them a chip there. You end up recruiting KD, so on and so forth. Y'all have a great first two years in the league. And then it started to trickle over into that third season where I can give y'all a perfect example. I want to say they was playing the Clippers, and they came all the way back from like 15, 20 down in the fourth quarter, and KD cooking. And they trying to he trying to get the ball to go game it. This man, Draymond, brings it all the way up the court, turns the ball over, it expires. We're going to old time, overtime, and they end up losing the game in overtime, whatever the case may be. But he, <laughs> so nasty on the bench. That was the start of it. You feel me? Like calling them all type of names, whatever the case may be. So we get later on and so on and so forth, and now we get to the finals, and nobody talks about this story. But it was on some – so KD tried to come back, obviously, and so on and so forth. But leading up to that, Draymond was on some, man, we don't really need him. You know what I'm saying? We don't really need him like that. We're we going to be fine without him. You know, he come back, he come back, so be it. But we ain't, we don't need him. Okay, you don't need a guy that just averaged 36 points per game for a series? Right. Okay, that's not here nor there. So we, obviously, KD injures himself, and that was his free agent, uh, that was his free agent uh, uh, upcoming offseason. And he decides, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? He decides I'm gone, and then everything about Draymond spills out. So I'm not going to say he cost them that chip, but he cost them more chips because KD would have re-upped that they would have had a decent, somewhat decent relationship. So well, that's I, 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 I got I to disagree with that. You guys got to check it out. Uh, Draymond Green sat down with an exclusive with Kevin Durant, and them two went into the whole spiel. Kevin Durant's gripe wasn't necessarily with Draymond Green. It was with the, uh, the lack of accountability that Steve Kerr, Bob Myers and upper management would would put on these incidences. They would just kind of let Draymond Green slide more so than their relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, KD knew how Draymond Green would be, but, yo, y'all not going to do anything about it. That's that that's where KD yeah, I'm not saying, violated. I'm not saying it's a one or the other situation. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a lot that played into his decision to finally go. What I'm saying is, I don't know if y'all been watching it, but Steph Curry just released his 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 documentary on uh, on Apple TV. Real good hit. Go check it out. But um, him and KD. Had, What's the name of it? Oh, I, I can't even remember right now. I get back to it. I I, I spot it later on in the, in the show. I um, cap a lot. Tell my cap a lot. I cap a lot. It's called light skin love. Uh, yeah. Long story short, though. <laughs> Uh, when Steph broke the record, him and KD end up meeting. They end up linking up um, at a restaurant, and they was talking about, you know, you know, it, it just really, really good vibes, bro. Really, really good vibes. It made me think, like, man, Draymond really messed this up for the most part. I ain't saying it was all him, but Draymond had a lot to do with it. Then you get to a situation where you got this up and coming player in Jordan Poole. I don't care what you got to say, Boz. He was he he's a very very good player. He averaged twenty in the postseason on almost fifty forty ninety. Help them win a championship. He looked like he needed a therapist now in Washington. But go ahead. And then you come into the offseason and you and you, you you straight cold clock the man, bro. Cold clock the man. So now you got this turmoil throughout the whole season. This man suspended himself, basically. And then hopped on a podcast explaining the situation, his side of the situation. The whole season go on. They obviously, he ain't been playing great for the longest now, but we don't even get into that aspect. Um, now we get to the offseason. Jordan Poole get traded. He get his money. And now he's still talking about Jordan Poole. It's like, at this point, Draymond, I'm not rocking with how you move. Steph, I'm looking at you differently as a leader because he seems to get away with whatever. And the upper management got to be scared of this man because, again, he's doing whatever he want to do, bro. They didn't at least, I'm going to say at minimum, he has cost them at least two two chips, bro. Two chips. So yes, he he he's he's been a nuisance, bro. He's been a problem. Hmm. hmm. What say you, Bob? Um. I think he's helped them far more than he's hurt them. Um. If if I get drafted, and say the basketball gods or whoever. They come to me and they and they hand me a script and they like, hey, so you gonna win four rings and a defensive player of the year? You you want that career or you want a chance for another script? 
No, I'll take this script. You feel me? I'll take this script. I feel that Draymond, he's one of them that you have to, that I believe damn near every championship team had. Detroit had it with Rasheed Wallace. The Spurs had it with Steven Jackson. Excuse me. I feel, uh, the Lakers had it with Ron Artest. I feel like you have to have that wild dog. You have to have that guy who's, yo, I'm, I'm willing to step to whoever. I'm willing to do whatever. You feel me? I'm going to get down. I'm going to get my numbers and, and I'm going to help us win. Now, Dag's made very interesting points. I'm not here to dispute all of them. Overall, yes, Draymond Green probably did cost him a chip, right? But that's me also taking away from the greatness of somebody else. Of course, the very first one that pops in our head is the 2016 when he hit LeBron. Well, dog, you don't check up, check down. You know what I'm saying? You going at the king here, brother. <laughs> You're going at the face of the NBA. What do you think was right. going to happen? Right? And on top of that, the numbers don't lie. I gave you 40 in back-to-back games. The game when you wasn't here, Draymond, and the game when you was here. So, hey, man, the year before that, when I didn't have Kyrie and Kevin Love, I'm speaking as if I'm LeBron, I was giving y'all 37 points a night. You know what I'm saying? 12 boards and 10 assists. Right. And we lost. I led. I literally led the NBA finals in every statistical category, every single one for both teams in a losing fashion. So I can't take away from LeBron's greatness, dog. That three one. I get it. But LeBron was on a different type of time. And I'm sorry. So you saying he would have won. I firmly believe so. I firmly believe so. I do. Um, I'm not saying that it didn't help. Definitely helped to get somebody from the starting lineup out the way for one game. But I just don't think Draymond would have done enough to stop the inevitable from happening, which was we had y'all psychologically. Because if Draymond truly felt, hey, dog, if I didn't get suspended, I would have beat you, you wouldn't have called KD. Why you got to call Big Brother? Well, this is what I'm saying. His actions caused a ripple effect. Okay, Andrew it went down right after that. Like he had to, he had to play an extreme amount of minutes, and he broke his leg. He broke his leg, so now your rim protection gone. And then the best defender for Braun ended up catching back spasms because of Draymond. It's like, it's like, bro. He could have did what he did to Braun and still been cool if he didn't continuously in the playoffs do other weird stuff to get text. <sighs> hmm. Now, this let me let me ask you this. Do you f- truly feel that okay, without Draymond, do you think they still win four rings? Is it just going to be Steph and Clay? Well, Okay, so that Steph and Clay, they don't they don't they probably win one without okay. Draymond. Okay. So now without KD, let's just put Steph, Clay, and Draymond for their whole career. No KD. How many rings do you think they win? Probably one. Okay. So so you don't think that they would have ever got back and beat Boston without KD? Mm, well, if it's Steph, Clay, and Dre, yeah. then yeah, but... If you take Dre out, no. Okay, okay. No, I was I was asking Steph, Clay, and Dre. Oh, Steph without Clay KD, Clay. without I KD, say, like we're we're gonna take that KD era out, right? I say three. I say three max. Okay, three they max. win three max. Cool. That's that's kind of my point, bro. I feel like Draymond. He he may be he may be wild, but you need that. You feel me? Look at Clay's personality. Clay's not gonna buck like to that, bro. Dag's point. Clay's not gonna buck like that, bro. Look, Steph's not gonna buck like that, bro. It's just one ring. It's like, bro, we had a chance to back to back and possibly three. Yeah, EP. That's what I'm finna lead into. Do y'all look at Golden Golden State as a dynasty? 
It's dynastic, but it's not like that. I ain't gonna get back into the dynasty hey, conversation. Saying, it's an error. It's an error for sure. This is my point. If he don't run off KD, well, now we're talking a dynasty. We talking a three P. But 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 I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I think Kevin Durant was leaving the moment he signed. I don't think KD was. I think if they would have beat Toronto, KD was still gone. I, 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 I firmly believe it. I think KD knew deep down. It's kind of that that syndrome I was I was telling you guys about. LeBron wins his first ring in Miami. He just turns to the crowd and he does a little pose like, yeah, yeah, I finally got one. Cool. And I said in that same moment, when he if he goes back to Cleveland and wins one, he will fall on the ground and cry. It is a different feeling. KD won in Golden State and was like, I finally got one. I finally got one. Oh, I got two. Oh, I got three. Y'all can't say nothing about me. Cool. But go somewhere else and win one and your emotions are going to be different. I promise you. Because you know what you did to get that ring. You feel me? I don't think they are, man. EP, how you feel? How you feel, though? How you feel, though? Let's get you in here. Um, I mean, me personally, bro, it's, at the end of the day, it's immaterial. Uh, we'll never know. Uh, I like the idea of bouncing it back and forth, pause. To me, did he help? It's, you'd be a fool to argue if he helped the Warriors. The Warriors aren't the, he is the linchpin to the Warriors. Uh, he is the fire starter. He is the junkyard dog. He does all the dirty work. All of the laborious, arduous stuff that has to get done in order for rings, rings to get achieved, he does that. And he does it at a, uh, an effective level. He, he doesn't operate at the same capacity that he used to. But um, for what it's worth, we're talking about the past. And if you look at all their runs to the finals, you're not going to have them without Draymond. Um I think it was a match made in heaven. I think that the three of those players, you know, they came in at the right time. They matured at the right time. They all had the same goal in mind, which is a rarity in and of itself. And I don't see it any other way. Um, did he hurt them? Yes, he hurt them. But he hurt them in the same sense that, like, my brother or sister has hurt me growing up. It's like, I don't feel like they he cost them anything. Uh I kind of agree with you guys. Like the run that LeBron was on, I think it was inevitable. Things like that. It's hard to argue when you look at the statistical rant that he went on. And then when you accompany, accompany that with Kyrie's performance, it was bound to occur. Now, do I feel like Draymond kicked himself in the knee proverbially by Yelling the B word and hitting people in the gonads and doing all types of nuts stuff to the ref. Yes, I feel like he could have controlled himself. And who knows what happens in Game Five? Who knows if Andre Iguodala winds up overexerting himself? Who knows if Andrew Bogut eventually overexerts himself or goes down? Like, who knows, man? There's a lot to be considered there, but it's also in hindsight. So, what do we do with that? Um. In regards to, um, yeah, I mean, Aboga was, on, was only Poole. playing like 10 minutes at night. I don't understand how overexerting he is, but go ahead. Go ahead. I <clears> mean, <throat> but rim protection is like, it must not been that valuable. It must not been that valuable if you averaging under a quarter of minutes, brother. I mean, all I'm saying is, look at LeBron, rebounding look at is LeBron numbers before Andrew Bogut went down, and then look at after right. he went down. Fair right. Enough. And I wouldn't mind revisiting that. And I'm not, so I'm not going, I'm not going to refute it. Um, but I haven't seen it recently. I can't spew off the top of my head the percentages, but I know that, you know, size is, it, 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 it's a premium once it comes to rebounding and shot blocking and rim protection. And you can't just replace that. Um, but moving forward with the Jordan Poole and the KD, like running players off, it's like, okay, well, if I ran KD off, I also got him here. So, Again, do that what you will. It's like my mom used to say, I brought you in this world, I can take you out. Um, Jordan Poole, I don't know what um, happened with that. And I know his father has recently come out and 
gave his one too on Draymond and how he feels about Draymond as a man. Uh, I find it odd that you start talking tough after your son gets moved across the country, but you know, again, do with that what you will. Uh, did he run off Jordan Poole? I think we've had the conversation. I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic. For my money, Clay is getting long in the tooth and is no longer the Clay of yesteryear. I'm not going to fall him from that. He went through a tremendous injury. He uh, went through a lot to get back on the court, and they eventually got another ring. Um, but I feel like between Wiggins and Poole together, they can be Clay by committee. And uh, I just thought that, again, this is going to sound like contra- a contradiction to, you know, my belief on this whole loyalty thing. But I think that if Clay was willing to take a backseat contractually to Jordan Poole, that they, that they could have figured out a way to make it all work. Uh, I know a lot of people were talking about Dre's money, them having to move Jordan Poole so Dre could get his money and they keep the trio together. But I think Dre also needs to be a player that starts considering taking a backseat contractually, a la Tim Duncan, a la Tony mm-hmm. Parker, a la Manu Ginobili. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my two cents on that. I personally don't have a grudge against Draymond. Uh, 100 M's. He born. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, when you look at the years on that, it makes sense. And um, for what it's worth, the man has been durable. And what he means to that locker room and that court as a vocal leader, as an emotional leader, as the quarterback, as the linebacker on defense. I mean, he he does too much. He's the linchpin. He's the glue guy. He is the quintessential team player, even though he socks people from time to time. I mean, I mean, um, not for nothing, last point, I, Jordan Poole kind of had it coming. For the listeners, you guys can go look it up for yourself. But, I mean, all the stories are saying, like, Jordan Poole was acting like his shit don't stink. All right. <laughs> we going to see. And, and Draymond put him well, in check. I, I don't think that's what it was. Draymond was very nebulous when he talked about what was said. He said, we all know there's certain things you don't say as a man. And if you do say it, you got to stand, though. And it's like, well, what was said then, brother? Word. Because. Well, why he ain't um, stand on it when Tristan Thompson got on that with him? <laughs> it's, there's an old saying in in Latin uh, communities that translates into English in one way or another. Monkeys know what tree to climb. And I think that, you know, he obviously picked right. You know what I'm saying? He He's not on that with Tristan. He's not on that with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. He's not on that with um, anybody who's going to be on that with him. You feel me? Like, I didn't see him talk tough to Robert Williams one time. Nah, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But come on, bro. We know why. We know why. He just looked funny in the light, dog. You get suspended, and that that dude so happened to be your dog all of a sudden, like your right-hand man all of a sudden. You got Andre Iguodala who don't even like you. He your teammate. Everybody make fun of this man. You know what I'm saying? I can't even get into the vulgarness of it all. Um. We got even Warriors fans be like, bro, KD give more public praise for Steph than Draymond ever has. You know what I'm saying? But you can't find Draymond Draymond gives it up uh, for Steph, bro. Dre give it up for Steph. I, I tell you this, I tell you this he much. Does. This man, this man was he, he legit was trying to miss a game to go watch Braun break a record. I respect that. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, know, I look bro. at it. I, I, I look at it like this. I, I feel I, like I, support for one player doesn't mean I'm not supporting. Word. Them. I look at it like I find it hard to believe. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's some celebrity. There's some athlete. Kobe Bryant's last game. Yeah, I'm gonna reschedule so and so. I'm going to see this game. This is Kobe's last game, bro. You feel me? It. Dog, to break Kareem's record, whether you respect it or you don't, whether it's longevity or not, we're talking the Kareem all-point scoring record. Yeah, I got to see that in person, big dog, if I'm only two or three hours away. I got to go see that. If it's my game, I'm not missing the game. Like, dog. Why Steph ain't pull up? Why he ain't say he finna miss the game and go watch Braun break the record? Well, 
first of all, Steph and Draymond are two completely different personalities. And Steph, Steph and LeBron have a different relationship than LeBron and Draymond do. Okay, Bron- what about KD? Why KD ain't leave his game to go watch uh Bron break the record? And they super tight. Well, I mean, KD's across the country, isn't he? Like, like where was Drake? That's what I'm saying. If Draymond, if if they had a game in Golden State and this was happening, bro, I'm only two or three hours down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, in the air, basically, to get to L.A. Screw that game. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm witnessing history. But if I'm all the way in Brooklyn, I'm not going to fly all the way across the country just to watch this man break the record. I'll just shoot him a call at the, at the end of the game. I don't know. That's kind of wild, G. I'm not. I'm not with that. I can't smoke a bag of that. And he in our conference, bro. It's like, hey, yeah, dog. Hey, on top of that, hey, EP, they played this year. Who was the worst player on the Warriors in that series? Yeah, yeah. Who was the only one smiling after that series? Right. Right. We thought Draymond was either coming there or he was trying to get Brown to go to the Warriors. Hey, man, I'm just saying, bro. He look a little funny in the light, bro. Yeah, it's, it's kind of suspect. It's kind of suspect. Speaking of sus- suspicious, you don't find this suspicious? Um, there are a couple things to round out the show. We always like to um, end it off with something fun and something a little captivating and obscure. Um, there's a few things floating around the NBA. Um, one, on it is what it is. Uh, Paul Pierce was recently on the on the on the show. And he was asked about the famous Draymond Green altercation where I don't know if anybody is familiar with the they don't love you like Kobe situation. Um, but <laughs> see, you laughing, bro. To me, that's, that's disrespectful, bro. Like, cause they did, they don't do that, but, but, but Paul was decent, bro. <laughs> Paul was a whoop. Paul was decent, bro. But they didn't love you like I just Kobe. Want to play the but they didn't love they didn't love you like Kobe. That's what I'm saying, bro. Paul Pierce better than that man, bro. Hands down, it's nothing to talk about. But I'm gonna play this for the people. Draymond Green came out his face and said, "Yo, you want some? You trying to be Kobe? You not Kobe? Why you on that Kobe man? How did you feel? Because I kind of felt the way. Like, don't disrespect the truth <laughs> like that. Let me tell you how that whole situation went down. Got you. So they was I was on the bench. Right. Blake Griffin and Draymond going. They they matched up. Mm-hmm. And Blake Griffin at the time was one of the top players. And right. so Draymond was just feeling some way about Blake, and I was like, Blake, kill him. You know, he ain't he ain't shit. Right. You know, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then Draymond says something, but I'm on the bench, and at the time. I didn't hear nothing. So, like, when you hear the microphone and I'm just sitting there not saying nothing because if I'd have heard him, I would have spit something back. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear what he said. But you heard it because he was under the basket. Right. And under the basket is the camera with the mic. Right. So I'm just sitting there like he ain't saying nothing. Got you. Because I would have had some words for that, too. Got you. Because, listen, I'm dreading. So it looked like he spit at me and I was like. And that's how like, I took yeah, it. Like, that's like, how like, I like, looked at it. Like, oh, he, he got <laughs> right. me. No, I right. didn't hear what he said. Then. You know, we got the social media. I can look up Twitter after the game and social. I'm like, oh, okay, damn, I didn't even hear all that. Right, got you. That's so. That's how that went. Got you. All right, y'all. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm calling cap on this, man. I don't know how y'all feel about this. I just want to know: Am I right? Am I wild? Is this cap? Cap. That's cap, bro. He heard that, man. If Kiki Vanderway heard this what, man from the 12th row, bro. thank you, bro. What, 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 In the playoff, what, what, what Jordan say? I know this that Paul Pierce. Word, word. What, 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 uh, what, uh, what, what Jordan say about Isaiah Thomas? Like, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about what he's saying now. He's had time to think about it. Like, yeah, Paul Pierce, you was on ESPN and all kind of stuff. That's the first time somebody brought this up to you. Get out of here, bro. You could have been addressed this. Or you gonna let talk to you like that? Like, like, come on, bro. So you call it cap? You gotta been addressed this. Cap. Paul Pierce. Cap. Big cap. Big cap. Cap. Shout out Paul Pierce. Uh-huh. Shout out Paul Pierce though, bro. He don't get no respect for real, for real. Bro got stabbed. 
played 82 games, got a finals MVP. But, he had Kevin Garnett but, on but, his team. But, Man, shout out Paul Pierce, bro. Great, great career. Hey, 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 for real, for real, great career. But there's no lying what Draymond said. They didn't love you like they love Kobe. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Well, that's all I'm saying. Speaking of Kobe, speaking guy. of Kobe, Brandon Jennings was on the Gilbert Arena, Gills Arena, with the other uh, host. Uh, Rashad McCants and of course Gilbert Arenas. And he states a rumor that to me is still just that until I hear Joe Dumar substantiate it. But I want to play it for the, for the listeners so they can be well acquainted and then I'll get you guys take on it. Like it's more impressive. Oh, well, they're like 11 years. It's more impressive for Giannis than the other people because, um, that's a small market team. If you didn't win a championship, you'd have probably won it out. The other teams, they're in big markets, so no player wants to leave there. Seth don't want to leave there. No. You know what I mean? Tech, Kobe didn't want to. Kobe don't want to leave Los Angeles. No way. Almost right? Happened. Shaq didn't want to leave Los Angeles. Almost happened. It was oh, no, twenty-four yeah, hours. Was it was twenty-four hours away from a, being in Detroit, Chicago. It was going to be an eight jersey in Detroit. Mm-hmm. No, it was Detroit. He was going to Detroit to play with Detroit. No. Yes, he was. Chicago. Go ask. Go, go ask Joe Dumars. Ooh. Let it be known. Go, go ask Joe Dumars. I was. I'm telling you, Kobe Austin was. Reeves Kobe was 20. Kobe was 24 hours to be in a, a, a Piston. Austin Reeves didn't want to be in Detroit because Kobe said, Chicago. "If I'm gonna get traded, I need to go to a, 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 a championship Chicago. team." Chicago had nothing. Why would I go play in Mike? I thought that it was Chicago. No, it was Detroit. He said he was gonna try to. He said Chicago. Yeah, I thought it was Chicago. Detroit was doing. Yeah, yeah Detroit had it because they was gonna start him, Chauncey. It was gonna be all of them. They was gonna run it right back. I don't know. What say you guys? What do y'all think? What would have happened had we saw Kobe in the Motor City? That would have been 06, right? Or 05? Yeah, it would have had to been right after Shaq left. That's, hey, they, so maybe either the year Shaq left or the year after. They run, in, they run in the East for a very long time. For a very, very long time. If you get Kobe over there in the Motor City, man. Chauncey, yeah. Cole, the boys, man. Hey, <laughs> y'all thought Melo was a was something else. Y'all wanted Melo on Detroit, Cole on Detroit. Right. Come on. Man. Right. That definitely would have made up for the Darko Milicic fumble. Um, hey, man, man. Especially you being a Detroiter, that definitely would man. For, for you. That's the only other place I would have rather see Kobe play. I, don't, I never wanted to see him in Chicago. I never wanted to see him in the garden unless he was a visitor. Um, God bless the dead. What about you, Dad? What do you, uh, Bars, what you think? What you think would have happened had he suited up? I mean, first of all, give a shout out to Rashad McCants, Carolina Tar Heel legend on the NCAA championship team with Raymond Felton and Sean May. For the people who don't know who he is, Brandon Jennings from Compton. Hey, dog, one of my favorite players growing up, favorite for sure. Players, man. But uh, I feel that he got – I ain't going to say he got his fast wrong. Homie did say you can go check with Joe Dumars on that. But uh, – and Kobe and Shaq's one-on-one sit-down. Go check it out if y'all want to, man. It's a, it's, it's a great look. Kobe said verbatim, dog, we already had elementary schools picked out of Chicago. We was looking at houses in Chicago like it was a done deal. I was going to Chicago. That came out of Kobe's mouth. So – I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was a deal where a hey, Detroit was going to happen. I I don't know. I don't know. But um, I think that would have been 06 or 07 because around that time was when Kobe really was requesting to trade. I don't think that he was requ- in 04. He still had Shaq. 05. He was on some revenge stuff. But in 06 and, and in 07, that's where he was like on some a hey, man. Y'all got to get me up out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, whenever that was, Shaq won in Miami, he was like, if y'all don't get me. Word, 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 word. So that would have been that'd have been the 06 season, 07 season, which in that case, if we're playing a hypothetical, hey, LeBron, you don't even make it to the finals if you had to, if you had to run into Detroit with Bean. And that might be why they didn't want him over there. Jennings talking mm-hmm. about some. Ask Dumars, like, we got his number or something on the fly. Come on, bro. Be for real. Word. Word. I don't know, but Word. to throw Joe D out there, it's like, yeah, that is yeah, one of the yeah. days. Like, Man, you, know Word, liars, you know how liars be, bro. I put that on my mama, bro. I put that on my mama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That's why he said, "Hey, Joe Dumont, we can't get the Joe." That's Dumont. why your mama got. That's why your mama got all them hell problems now. Stop putting stuff on your mama, bro. We can't hit up Joe Mars, yeah. uh, Joe Dumars on Twitter, IG, be like, "Hey, Joe, what he said was it true? Come on, bro, be free. Mm-hmm. Man, don't even. Know Somebody that. is added Joe Dumars and put this oh, up. Word. I know for word. a fact somebody has put this on his desk. But uh, I don't know, man. We'll have to we'll have to dig into that next episode. We'll tame it after now. That's that is one of the biggest rumors though that I've ever heard a player drop. This isn't like a reporter or something like. Who has to hear it from another player? Is news to me, man. But that's gonna conclude another episode. A fair game podcast. Any final words from you boys? I mean, hey, thank y'all for tuning in to Fair Game, where everything is just that. Fair game. Fair game. Hey man, I'm Bosman, EP, aka Rosedale General, Dago, aka Casual Comp. We out of here. Dago man, any last word? I ain't got too much to say, man. I love y'all, man. I love the people. Shout out them hitters. Shout out the middles. <laughs> 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 it's no way. Y'all boys be easy.